Sports, the only show for the fans, by the fans. I'm Michael Fumafredo, and if you haven't followed us already, go check out our Instagram. The thing's right there. I'll put, put the, the profile page up on the screen right now. Uh, yep, at C2C Sports MF. If you're not following it already, give it a follow. We're just starting off. Going to post stuff from the show, some breaking news, and just some fun stuff that's going on in my life, you know. We're going to have some fun with it, but... We got the divisional, the conference championships coming up this weekend. Uh, it's, it is Thursday, but you're seeing this on Friday. Some big news breaking in the NFL world. Philip Rivers retired over the week. He played 17 seasons, mostly with the San Diego and Los Angeles Chargers, and then finished off his year with a playoff berth in the Indianapolis Colts this season. Drew Brees, also another superstar quarterback going out this year, also played for the Chargers, and... He came. He was replaced by Rivers and had a pretty good career with the Saints. Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner, retired or parted ways with the organization. He will no longer be the commissioner, effective in July or June. And speaking of college sports, six Trojans are among big names that will be entering the 2020 NFL Draft or the 2021 NFL Draft. Sorry about that. Uh, the underclassmen were able to declare this past weekend. Uh, they had 72-hour period to get all their eligibility in place, and some big names are coming out. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields headlining. They should go in the top five, no doubt. Zach Wilson, another quarterback, along with Trey Lance and Matt Jones, who just finished off his stellar season with a national championship. Jalen Waddle and Patrick Sertain II, also coming from the Alabama championship team, and then you got guys like Jamar Chase, Micah Parsons out of Penn State, and Panay Sewell, who I want my Jets to draft coming out as well. Um, but going back to NFL, we do have a big weekend with guys like Brian Dabble and Eric Bieniemy, some guys that are in the coaching rumor mills. There's still two teams out there that haven't hired a head coach for the season, the Houston Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles. But of the six vacancies, I got I got two right. So, you know, that's pretty good, I think. But my New York Jets, got Robert Sala, we'll talk a little bit about him today. And the Jaguars, the other big one, Urban Meyer coming out of the college football landscape, won a couple national championships there. He'll be coaching in Jacksonville this season. Other news, Arthur Smith was the other one I got right. He's going over to the Atlanta Falcons from Tennessee. Brandon Staley, the Rams defensive coordinator, will now go across or into the same stadium, I guess, to coach the L.A. Chargers. He'll have Justin Herbert there as well as some other good guys. And uh, the Lions with a surprise hire, New Orleans tight end coach, uh, Dan Campbell, will be their head coach. But let's go back to Robert Sala for a second. He's the first Muslim coach in NFL history. And he'll be taking over a New York Jets team that went 2-14 and 14 this year, along with Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brother, who will be the offensive coordinator. And I'm going to be honest, at first look, I really didn't know what to think about this one. You know, he's a uh, 
He's the defensive guy. You know, we our offense was pretty bad last year. We did end up firing Greg Williams earlier on in the year, but uh, the defense didn't look that bad. It was just more like the offense couldn't stay on the field, so the defense really took a lot of the heat. But then you realize the Jets really went with a culture change in this one. You know, you had guys like Adam Gase who didn't have a control over the locker room. They weren't energetic. They didn't impress at press conferences. But then you, he was also supposed to be an offensive guru who had one of the worst offenses in the league the past two years. But, you know, Robert Salas should be a good pick. A lot of people in the organization really love him. The uh, San Francisco 49ers players have come out and said great things about him as well. So I do think the Jets will really like him. And Mike LaFleur it should be a solid offensive coordinator as well. Uh, but the biggest question, speaking of that offense, is going to be the quarterback position. And the Jets really have three options, so we're going to do a little door number one, door number two, door number three. And behind door number one, you have the guy that's already there, Sam Darnold. Now, Sam Darnold, he's had two head coaches. He's had three years in the league. It seems like he's regressed when he started off as one of the youngest players in the league at the time and has now become one of the guys that many teams are looking to get a fresh start with. I don't know. They're, he's only going to be like a second-round pick, apparently in terms of draft value, even though he went number three a few years back. Uh, but I do have to say, uh, Mike LaFleur and uh, Robert Sala have come out and said great things about Sam Darnold, including this one. There's an in in initial glimpse into Sala's mindset, or maybe it's a smokescreen. Via Rich Samini of ESPN.com, Sala and incoming offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur believe, after watching a lot of Sam Darnold tape, that the quarterback has untapped potential. So... This is basically saying that the Jets really like what they have in Sam Darnold. They see a lot of stuff that Adam Gase maybe went wrong with him. And, and I don't know, you look at a guy like Ryan Tannehill out in Tennessee who moved on from Adam Gase in Miami, went to the went to the Titans team, was the backup at first, came in, and now he's had two playoff berths in two years. So do you see a little bit of deja vu? I don't know, because behind door number two is a very intriguing option, and that's Deshaun Watson. Now, we talked about him earlier. We talked about him on Monday's show. He isn't really the... He's not my guy that I would pick if I were the Jets, but he's still a top-ten quarterback. Uh, the only problem is he would, get a, he would cost a boatload of picks. And I saw this tweet earlier today. It was three first-round picks including two this year, for Deshaun Watson. Darnold maybe net them like a second and maybe a fifth as well. But the big report about Deshaun Watson, though, is that he really wanted to work with Robert Sala. And the Texans, and this is one of the reasons why he wanted out so bad, is because they basically ignored him. If you look at this right now, it said Ryan uh, Deshaun Watson requested that they meet with Robert Sala as well as Eric Bieniemy. And they refuse to, so he wants out of he wants out of Houston. The Jets are the first team on everyone's mindset of that can make a move for him. They have the capital, they have the new team. They want a fresh start. I think they make the call, but I'd see what they what the Texans want to offer first, and then it's a coaching decision whether or not Lafleur and Robert Sala want to make the move. And then behind door number three, you have Justin Fields. And this would imply, with the number two overall pick, the Jets make a move for the quarterback out of Ohio State. 
Uh, he's probably the biggest question mark on this list. A lot of mixed reviews about him coming into this draft process. He had a great game against Clemson, impressed in the national championship as well. I think if the Jets don't want to draft him, that he's definitely available for a move. In the, or a team like the Falcons or the Lions or some of those other guys in the top ten of the draft that want to move up and maybe steal a quarterback from somebody later on in the draft. But it's this all comes down to, especially with the Watson and the Justin Fields pick, if Robert Sala wants to value the quarterback position over the rest of the team. And obviously the quarterback's one of the most important positions on the team. You need a guy that's going to lead the team, lead the locker room, is it Sam Darnold's job to do, and they just bring in a bunch of weapons to help him out? Like Panay Sewell, maybe a wide receiver later on. I talked about Jalen Waddle could be available in the second, or in this with the second Jets pick, which is around the twenty-third. And you know, maybe bring guys like Allen Robinson over free agency. Maybe a running back as well. So we'll just have to wait and see what they do. They're still a while before the draft happens. But again, it really shouldn't have to worry about who his quarterback will be is Urban Meyer. And the reason being, he's coaching Jacksonville. They have the first overall pick, and they're going to select Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Now, this is a match made in heaven. You see, you saw Clemson that Trevor Lawrence really did phenomenal in that power spread offense. Uh, Urban Meyer likes to run the spread, so it's definitely something that will be a seamless transition for both of them. And just look at the list of quarterbacks that Urban Meyer has worked with. You got Alex Smith in Utah. You have Cam Newton and Tim Tebow in Florida. You have Dwayne Haskins and Joe Burrow at Ohio State most recently, among some other guys like Cardale Jones, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, all those guys as well. On this list, I see three Heisman winners, Newton, Tebow, and Burrow, and then three number one overall picks as well, which being Smith, Newton, and Burrow. So... I look at this, and that's a pretty good list. He knows how to develop the quarterbacks. A lot of these guys were pretty much no-names coming into this. Tim Tebow ended up winning a Heisman as the backup to Cam Newton eventually. But, and Joe Burrow obviously transferred to LSU, but got a lot of coaching from, from Urban Meyer. But I see Trevor Lawrence as the best one in this grouping. And I think it'll be a perfect tandem. They do have great weapons out there in Jacksonville with... James Robinson, they have G.J. Chark, LaVisca Chenault, a very good wide receiver, and D.D. Westbrook, maybe he can stay healthy and stay on the field. He'll be a great option for them. Who knows, they could even add some guys in the later rounds of the draft. We've seen teams do that when they bring in new quarterbacks. The only thing I'm worried about with Urban Meyer is his experience in the NFL, which he has none. So is it going to be a seamless transition, so to say? We don't really know. We just have to wait and see what he does. But I think Urban Meyer is a phenomenal coach, one of the best in college football history. I think he'll, he'll, he'll do just fine if he's got Trevor Lawrence at the quarterback position. Now let's move from some of the worst teams in the league over to the best teams, and that being the four that are playing in the conference championships this week. We have the NFC Championship first, which will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Lambeau Field in January to take on the Green Bay Packers. And then later on, the Buffalo Bills will visit the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, like I said, I'm filming this on Wednesday, on Thursday. So, Thursday morning, so to say, I just had my morning Starbucks. But, 
He was a limited participant in practice being Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, likely, or possible MVP candidate. He did practice yesterday, which being Wednesday, in a limited capacity. However, he's still in the concussion protocol, so we don't necessarily know if he's going to play. And I was talking about this with my friend Jack last night. This isn't an a ankle sprain where you can be like, oh, well, it hurts, but... You know, it's the conference championship. My team needs me to win. I could play through it. This is a concussion, and you have to clear the concussion protocol in order to play. So this isn't something he can say, like, oh, game time decision. I'm going to play through this, whatever. He needs to be physically cleared to play. So that can be a big impact on the game, but I think if he, he's gonna, he could play, it's going to be a very... It's going to come later on in the week, maybe even Saturday. We could talk about it on casual Saturdays if he's going to play or not. But I'm going to make my predictions on what happens later on in the game, later on in the show. But there are some really in intriguing storylines to look at this weekend. And first up being the quarterback position. It's youth and experience going head-to-head, -head really. Now, they're not going head-to-head -head in terms of the matchups, but... In the AFC, both quarterbacks are under 25, and in the NFC, they're both over 35. So that's a 10-, 12-year gap between the quarterbacks on one side and the quarterbacks on the other side, and they're going to end up meeting up in the championship. But when you look at this, it's going to be, oh, who? yeah, they're just going to play. It's going to be no big deal. It's the better quarterback wins. I think who, this week's going to be very telling of what happens in the Super Bowl as well. Is Father Time going to kick in for a guy like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady is 43 years old, but and we saw what he did last year in the playoffs. But on the other side, are how are the young QBs like Josh Allen, who just won his first playoff game two, two weeks ago, or Patrick Mahomes, who threw two interceptions when the lights were bright in the Super Bowl last season, how are they going to handle the big moment? I mean, they're going up against a guy that's been there seven times. And speaking of that... The next one is, it's the mainstays versus the new kids on the block. The Chiefs have hosted the AFC Championship game now in the past three seasons. And then you got teams like Green Bay, who were in the conference championship last year. Aaron Rodgers is no stranger to it. Plus, they're playing in January Lambeau, which is one of the hardest places to play. And then you got on the other side, Buffalo, they won their first playoff game in 25 years a couple weeks back. Tampa Bay made the playoffs for the first time since 2002. I was one years old the last time they made it, and they won the Super Bowl that year. But this is going to be a battle of experience. You talk about Tom Brady, who's no stranger to the playoffs, Gronk as well, his tight end, but what about the other 51 guys on the team, like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? They've never been to the playoffs. A lot of guys on that defense, They've this is their first time seeing the playoffs as well. But... I think that these games are going to be very interesting, especially because they're both going to be rematches. Now, they both played in Week 6. Green Bay was the only team that had their bye week beforehand. And Tampa Bay kind of crushed them in that matchup, 38-10, to as well as Kansas City took down Buffalo, 26-17. to So how these teams adjust, I think they're much different teams than they were back then. I think, top, I think the only team that's really gotten a little bit worse from that is Tampa Bay, and that was one of their biggest games of the year, their best. So, looking at these, I, I think it's not going to... A lot of times you can tell how a team does against another team looking at how they played earlier on this season. 
I think we see completely different outcomes this time around. And with that said, I think it's time for me to wrap up. I do have class in, ooh, 20 minutes, but I do have to get ready for class, so I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Uh, Tampa Bay could struggle a little bit, but the Green Bay defense isn't the best, so it could keep them in the game, so to say, but Aaron Rodgers is going to keep scoring. They're going to keep getting down the field, taking long drives, and one or two Tampa Bay punts could really keep them out of the game. So I think Green Bay wins this one. They're going to be in the Super Bowl. Like I said, they're my favorites. And on the other side, Kansas City-Buffalo, I think if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, it's going to be a different story. But if he does, it's going to be a lot lower scoring than people will expect just because I don't know how much he can do. Patrick Mahomes didn't practice all week. He's coming off a pretty gruesome injury. He doesn't want to really put his body on the line that much. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to be up the whole time, but then Kansas City rallies like they did in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to write down my score predictions, and you're going to see it on the screen. And Once I write them down, I'm going to take a picture of it. But uh, Green Bay, Tampa, I'm going to go uh, 41 to 30. And Kansas City, Buffalo, I'm going to say Kansas City wins 24 to 20. So, all right, Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. And there you go. You can see the uh, you can see the scores there. I'm going to take a picture of it just so we have them written down. And I'm going to be nice to myself. If Patrick Mahomes does say that he's not playing, he I will probably change the score of the Kansas City-Buffalo game. But I think it should be pretty similar. But that's going to do it for me. Remember, follow the Instagram. That's at C2C, the number two, Sports MF. And... Once again, I'll show it on the screen, but that's going to do it for me. Have a great weekend, everybody. Signing off once again, I'm Michael Fumafredo. You're watching Coast to Coast Sports, the only show for the fans, by the fans.